Welcome into a week 12 Giants Hangout. Madeline Burke, Jonathan Casillas, Brandon London, and Matt Sytag joining you. Giants Hangout presented by Crestron. We are here. It's week 12. It's Thanksgiving week. So much to be thankful for, huh, Brandon? Oh, absolutely. And if you're uh, you're rocking one of these shirts right here, you're having yourself a, a Grey Cup parade. Shout out to the Montreal Alouettes okay. for, winning the Super, uh, for winning their Grey Cup. Uh, I won a great cup up there. They got Austin Mack, former Giants receiver. Austin Mack's up there, had himself a heck of a year, heck of a season, and uh, they they continue to come down and grab guys from the Giants. So shout out to the Montreal Alouettes, that city. Go Les Alouettes. Look at this. We got an Alouettes legend on the podcast right here. Shouting out the Alouettes. Matt, first of all, what a day for you to choose to join us. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Couldn't be happier. Congratulations. Hey, how was Montreal? I'm sorry. Sidetrack real quick. How was Montreal? Yes. Uh, look at my eyes. It was a good time, Jason. It was a, <laughs> it was a good time. Giants are back in MetLife Stadium. Let's run it back. Let's focus here, fellas, okay. because we got sorry. a game at home at MetLife Stadium. Giants Patriots. This is two teams that you know, when you think of Giants Patriots, you think of these Super Bowl matchups and this the history between and these preseason. Teams. <laughs> and preseason. Yeah, that's what people think about. Uh, but you know, you got the two and eight Patriots facing the three and eight Giants. Both these teams performing not at the level that they would have hoped going into the season. Still a ball game nonetheless. Lots to look forward to. Tommy DeVito coming off a great game on Sunday on the road. The Giants have been on the road for three straight games. Patriots coming off of their bye. Giants playing their last game before the bye. Matt, I'm going to start with you on this one. When you look at the way that this game matches up, is there a player, a matchup, something that you're zeroing in on saying like, this is what I'm going to be watching on Sunday? Uh, Well, I think the obvious is to see how Tommy DeVito does in his now third NFL start. I mean, looking at what he did last week against the Washington Commanders, I mean, he was just downright impressive. Some of his numbers were not only great for just a quick, quarterback but made history i mean he had his passer rating 137.7 the highest passer rating of any undrafted rookie quarterback in nfl history the highest passer rating of any giants quarterback in the last year i mean what he did you can't help but just uh, applaud him i mean his numbers on third down is the thing that stood out to me the most he completed seven of eight of seven of eight of his passes 113 yards two touchdowns and had eight perfect 158.3 passer rating. This is a rookie quarterback that's going out there and doing that. <laughs> this is right. Tommy uh, so, his but, 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 but hold on, hold Silver on, TV Matt. For a reason. Everybody, hold Classic on real Paisano. quick. <laughs> hold on real quick. Now let's throw it. All right, you had the chicken cutlet. You did, you, you know, you had your pasta. Now it's time to get back to game mode again. Don't hype him up too much because you're setting him up. I feel like everybody's trying to cling on to good quarterback play so much that they took 18 for 26. Yeah, he threw for 240-something and three touchdowns. Cool. But we got to talk about the sacks. We got Now it's time to talk about this guy getting better and taking yeah. that next step, JC, because when you talk about those sacks, those are balls. I, I, I'm I okay with some of those sacks because his eyes were downfield. He was trying to give his guys a chance to, to, to make some plays or get open downfield. Now I want to see him actually – throw that 50-50 ball. Where's that placement going to be? I want to see them get out of a pocket early to get a four to six yard scramble on first down. 
to stay ahead of the change. You want to see him be able to hit Saquon in the flats or Daniel Bellinger off some sort of chip as a check down. Now we want to see him progress and we can keep on with the hands and stuff like that. So now that that week is done, JC, you know, you're looking at him like, all right, are you going to match what you did or are you going to take a step back? And you know, in New York, you take a step back. They're going to be on you just as fast as they were on you. Absolutely. And what you're talking about is expectation, which we had none for Tommy DeVito in any of his starts prior to, to this game, because we didn't think he was going to ball like he did. And yeah. we Honestly, weren't expecting that from him. Life advice. The key to happiness is low, low expectations, yeah. you know, but, keep them low. But now that he's balled, <laughs> there is expectations. Yes. That stadium is going to be filled up and yes. they want to see what Tommy DeVito is going to do. Mm -hmm. The thing is, he's going against Bill Belichick and rookie quarterbacks. Ooh. I'm not saying they don't stand a chance. There's a little bit of a chance, but Bill Belichick tortures rookie quarterbacks. So this is going to be the first game where Tommy DeVito actually has expectations where, where I think his future is at stake. And I don't know if it was like that before, because if he can play well and, and, and find a way to get it done against the Patriots, he'll be only the ninth rookie quarterback to do it versus Bill Belichick in however many years, 30, 20, 30 years, however long it is. But more importantly, he's showing consistency from the quarterback position for the New York Giants. Right. And that's something that the Giants haven't shown this year. Last week was the first four-quarter complimentary football game that they played. Of course, it had a lot to do with the defense, second, six turnovers, excuse me, five turnovers, one special team turnover. Mm -hmm. But I think good poise and pocket presence from him, not pocket presence in terms of like getting the ball out, no, but just being confident in there, forgetting about the play that just happened because they the Giants weren't that great at all in the first second half on first second down. They were right. they were actually horrendous. It was yeah. a lot of third and long. <laughs> But Tommy DeVito played well. He he was getting hit, and he never looked like he was rattled. He looked like he was poised. His intangibles is showing up big time for him because he's not a big guy. Yeah. He's not that fast. He's not a – I don't think he has the best arm, but he can throw the ball because he has some velocity when he whips those – when he whips those in-cutting routes right. and those, those routes that, you know, more of a timing route. And he has some touch. Right. We saw with Saquon in the end zone. That was a good throw. The little ding, the, the drop off to him too. The guy intangibles, I think, is what's going to bode well for him moving forward. Right. And he has that moxie, he has that grip, and you know what? That inspires other guys to play at a higher level. Guys that do have the tangibles, like Saquon Barkey, like Andrew Thomas, and some other guys that are there. Well, and you mentioned how much he was getting hit. I mean, five sacks in the first quarter is almost unheard. Quarter, yeah. Like, I mean, that's like something Patrick Mahomes does over the course of ten weeks. You know, like. <laughs> Uh, five sacks in the first quarter, the fact that he still gets up, plays through it, plays tough, and plays with confidence, something that we've seen. He's thrown at least a touchdown pass in every game he's played. Which multiple is, passing which is touchdowns. Amazing. Multiple passing touchdowns in each of the two games he's started. And he's playing with confidence, and he's decisive. You yeah. know, he's decisive in getting the ball in, like you mentioned, in those windows. Um, and a lot of that, too, is you see his teammates. You see Saquon Barkley on the sideline hyping him up. You see his teammates believing in him. You see how kind of calm, cool, and steady hand he is, not just in the game, but in the post-game press conferences, and just kind of being a pro and being a mature 
uh, professional about it. And I mean, it's got to be helpful, right? You know, he doesn't have to worry about making his bed. He's got so much more time to think about, you know, the game plan and all this yeah. other stuff. So I respect it. So shout out to Mama DeVito once Absolutely. again yeah. uh, for holding it down for him. But, you know, and, and you know, we talk about the way that Tommy is, the way the rookie quarterback is. Another stat, though, that I don't even know if this is actually going to play in or if this is just one of those historic stats. But Bill Belichick coming off a bye 16 and 7 off of a bye week. I mean, does that matter when you've got an extra week of Bill Belichick preparing for you? You know, you talked about you it mentioned does. this see is how yeah. much, you know, Bill Belichick against a rookie quarterback. You know, Matt, like when you look at that stat, do you think like this is something that they they got to really zero in on? Yeah, I mean, those two stats that you guys mentioned were the two stats I was going to bring up. Belichick's record against rookie quarterbacks and his record coming off a of bye. Looking at both of those, you would think that, you know, that could spell trouble for Tommy, the whole entire offense. But, I mean, Tommy, what he showed us last week is that he belongs in the NFL. That the moment the stage is not too big for him. He's not afraid to step up in the moment when the team needs him most. And, I mean, obviously, I think Tommy, the whole offense, would prefer if Belichick did not have two full weeks to come up with a game plan to sort of slow him down and contain him. But I think the offense just needs to continue what it was doing last week against Washington and not worry so much about the game plan that Belichick's going to do. Because you know Belichick, his the number one thing he does is he tries to take away the opponent's number one option in the offense, no matter who it is. So you have to think that he's going to be zeroing in on Saquon, which is going to allow Tommy some situations to really step up and show that he's the man that can carry the team when they need him to. So this is the chance for that confidence to complement. We talked about five turnovers Bar. last game. Oh, bars. <laughs> we talked about five turnovers. Only <laughs> I don't know if you've been – Listen. Five, six turnovers, but 31 points, JC, and the defense got a pick six at the end of the game. So you talk about being able to play complementary football, and when you get those turnovers, turning them into points, some of those sacks took them out of field goal range or took them out of uh, – even gave them a shot to continue that drive and to score off of one of those, uh, those, those turnovers. So you want to see him. So you want to see that step and what that's going to do for my guy. You asked us, who do we want to see? I think it's kind of like a small group of, of the, that, that second tier wide receiver on this team, the Wandales, the Isaiah Hodgins, the Daniel Bellingers, because now getting those guys, the ball, that means you're getting the ball out quick. That means you're not letting a blitz affect you. You're not holding on to, to a ball and you're making the right reads against a Bill Belichick defense that's going to be trying to take away Saquon, Darius Slayton uh, in, in that sense. So I see that that if he can take that next step, oh, you don't went from the, the the chicken sandwich commercial to now you're going to get the, the, the Airbnb, I stay at home with my mom commercial. JC, you know, it's money. I Like, people are looking for ways to throw somebody on this team money. Yeah. All you have to do is give Giants fans something positive to talk about for the rest of this year. You ain't, ain't going to be at Mama House much longer. Yeah. But you ain't going to be at Mama House. He has to understand how to play quarterback. When I say that, he has to understand how to read defenses. He has to understand how to read progressions. The Giants will not create six turnovers again. They're not doing that again. Don't they have no in your heart. 24. I got you. I'm just saying, percentages-wise, that's very, very low. But there's a chance. There's you know, chance. it was all that one. They do 50 on camera push-ups. 
it's uh-huh. it's so uncommon for you to create that many turnovers. Right. Two is good. Three well, that is many a lot. Turnovers with six, no, while six. not coughing it up at all as well. And it, it, that's what I'm saying. Like the, the, the guy, yeah. the guy has some things about him that I think you can build off of. Now you got to teach him how to play quarterback, sit in a pocket, understand that he can throw the ball away. I don't know how many throwaways he had, but I haven't really seen too many of them. Good quarterbacks, you see them throwing the ball away. Mm-hmm. You also seeing them throwing rhythm checkdowns because mm-hmm. you read through the progression and you throw the check down in your progression. And I want to see them to take a step forward because you can't rely on a defense creating that many turnovers every week, giving you short fields, giving you kind of, you know, advantageous field position throughout the entire game. This is not happening. Right. He just capitalized on the defense's success, which is, I take Eric, look, I can't take nothing away from him, hey, but yeah. he has to progress moving forward. The great thing about it is offensive line has kind of finally started playing more intact. I know Evan Neal's kind of been in and out of the lineup, but the left side of the line is pretty healthy. John Michael Smith's been there. Bredesen's been there. You starting to see some continuity, and I think progression in their play, mm-hmm. which not only will help Tommy DeVito in protecting him, but establishing a run game, which that is what's going to help Tommy DeVito is getting Saquon going, getting him the ball in creative ways and not relying on Tommy DeVito's arm to beat the Patriots. Well, and when you look at the way that the Patriots have been talking about this matchup, you know, this week and the listening to the press conferences and the media availabilities from Patriots players, they know that Saquon Barkley is going to be the point of emphasis. They are zeroing in on Saquon Barkley, but that's a key. You know, you got to, the opponent knows what you're going to do. You got to execute anyway. Um, And you've got, you know, these are the two, offenses that struggle the most to score in the national football league to put it that way like the the bottom two offenses and so when you talk about the defensive performance the giants defense has been such a strength of this team patriots give that defense a favorable matchup in uh in a a defense that can't really score so much but when you are um you know looking at the body of work as this new york giants offense and putting them in that bottom tier of the nfl versus the recency of this new york giants offense and the recency of which you know saquon barkley has been among the league leaders in the last three four weeks and the recency in which tommy devito has been you know getting some balls in the end zone brandon when you look at the way that the two teams have been playing recently does that affect your confidence in this matchup offensively no, I think these two teams are in the same weight class right now. You know, I think the Gi- I'll give the edge to the Giants defense because they've shown that they can be tougher and stronger and they're they're healthier than the Patriots defense, but when you think offensively, they're married they marry each other. They're two pretty much the same team. So uh, I feel so much, so confident in the giants defense that the giants offense is going to be able to, they, they're going to be able to, per, to, to punch out of their weight class per se and have, and have the ability to have another big game, but switch. I don't know. We're switching over to the defense, but I want to throw it to you. Like, I think the giants defense creates havoc Again, because when you don't respect, just think of what what Wink Martindale in this defense, how they've gone after quarterbacks that we could sit back and be like, I'm picking that guy for fantasy because he's good. If you're not going to respect a Mac Jones or or, uh, a Zaley Bappy or one of those guys coming off. Bailey (laughs) Bappy. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. oh, my oh, whatever his name. The dude who the dude who did the fake spike and tried to throw it across the middle. Let's call him that. 
If I'm Xavier McKinney, if I'm uh, Kayvon Thibodeau in double digit sacks, if I'm Dexter Lawrence, it's lights. It's another, hey, let's rally together, play for each other type game. Because if we do that, we play together, we kind of have somewhat the same success as last week. We're back in Giants fans' good graces. We're back. We feel like we're back. And you walk with the swag around the locker room when you have that feeling, Matt. Yeah, I mean, even looking back at last week's game, Washington was able to move the ball on the defense. I mean, the defense obviously came up huge with the five different turnovers, the sixth one coming on special teams, but Washington totaled over 400 yards of offense still. The defense just stepped up when the team needed it most and, you know, came up with that big play, which we have seen them do in recent weeks. I mean, this was uh, the third, fourth, fifth game that we've had. The defense has had multiple takeaways in the the last six weeks or so. After starting the season without a single takeaway in the first, I believe it was four games of the season, they've really stepped up. And I think the biggest member, I think, the the recent defensive success, and I think he might be honestly one of the most underrated players in the NFL, is Bobby Okereke. He has been the most impactful addition that this team made this past offseason. The guy is a tackling machine. He's had double-digit tackles in six of the 11 games. He's tied for fifth in tackles in the NFL. He's been one of the best coverage linebackers in the league this season. Four forced fumbles, career highs and tackles for loss. He's literally doing it all. He's all over the field on just about every single play. I do have to mention he missed practice on Wednesday, the first practice of the week. So we, that is something to keep an eye on to make sure that you know he will be out there this weekend. But looking at the Patriots offense, I think it's easy, uh, fair to say that the strength of the offense is their run game between Ramondre Stevenson and Ezekiel Elliott. Having Bobby out there, you know, being able to contain the run game and also cover those guys when they run out for passes, it's going to be a huge factor in the Giants picking up the win on Sunday. Hey, Mike JC, McFadden. I got to – Well, Mike McFadden, right? Yeah, he's been playing very well, especially in the, the second half – or not even second half, we're not – we're in the second half now. But second after the, the first, first three or four games, game. he's really kind of, you know, stepped up his play. Dexter Lawrence, Bobby Okereke. Go ahead, uh, Brandon. I got a question for you, JC, because, yeah. you know, a lot of people had things to say about how Wink kind of – they're saying Wink threw X under the bus and the defense could be feeling some sort of, sort of way about that. But the fact that you see them move on from that and they come out and you see guys punching at the ball, Cordell Flott, a corner, Bobby O'Karake punching at the ball. Those aren't your traditional turnovers yep. right there. That's I'm still doing individuals like, you know, how we wrapping guys up, that sort of thing. I'm still I'm applying that drill to the field. Does that mean that defense is still locked in with Wink and its leaders? Like that right there showed you what you needed to know to put that nonsense to bed? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I don't think it was just like them punching at the ball. That I, I don't know because I haven't really seen the consistency of them doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen it happen. Bobby O'Carrickey does a great job in finding the ball. And, and, and But the consistency that they showed the other night of them going after the ball the whole game, and it, it 
usually not to say it usually doesn't work, but sometimes it just doesn't work out that way. You see guys yeah. punching at the ball, they get dragged for like five yards. Well, because that's the thing. Like I remember talking to, to uh, Jerome about this and saying like so many guys throughout the last several years were so focused on pushing the ball out instead of completing the, yep, tackle. the tackle. And it's like either you got to make the tackle or you got to cleanly punch the ball out. But if you're trying to do both at the same it's time, hard. you're not doing either. That's what I'm yeah. saying. It's a little bit of, of luck involved, but the intention was there. Mm -hmm. And and that's what you saw. You saw you saw the intent to take the ball away, which is, I mean, it's going to bode well for any team, but especially with the team that's struggling on offense, right? right. Last week, the, they created six turnovers. The Giants also scored 24 points off those turnovers. Mind you, the defense scored seven, mm -hmm. right? They only had 31. Do the math. The, the defense basically scored at all points. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, it was mm -hmm. basically all defense. Yeah. It's going to be it's very still, hard to replicate that. But it's way. complimentary because exactly defense translating mm -hmm. to offense. Because there have been several games this season where we've seen the defense taking the ball away and then the offense not able to do anything about it. And this week, the offense was able to do something about Finally. it. Finally. Finally. The, and the like point that, I was trying to make earlier, yeah. Madeline, I'm sorry to cut you off. Yeah was if you watch the commanders, the commanders scoring drives were like 12 plays, two 12 plays and a nine play drive, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. So two they can sustain drives. They just ended up turning the ball over in the red zone. The Giants have to find the ability to, to extend drives and, and have long drives off of P and 10 from the 25 or 20 yard line. Right. They have to be able to do that and get points from that. They cannot rely on the defense every single game. Of course they was able to do that last game, Yeah. but the defense can afford to not have dominant games. They can afford that on this, on this team. They can't, you yeah. know what I mean? Like right. every team, you know how it is B yep. every single team, Every unit doesn't play well every single game. Right. You know, that you have a time where, okay, offense is struggling today. Defense steps up in a major way. Defense is struggling today. Offense scores 35 points, right? The Giants, literally, defense can't afford to do that, but they have to be on offense. They have to be able to establish drives, be, you know, uh, successful and convert, play great situational football. And that's where I want to see them take the next step because we've seen signs of greatness on defense. Yeah, We've seen signs of them dominating teams. We've seen signs of them taking the ball away six times, creating turnovers, scoring on defense. But what we haven't seen is the consistency to put together long drives and score touchdowns or just get points out of that. And that's taking the next step forward, not just for Tommy DeVito, but for this offense. Because no matter who is playing quarterback, we haven't seen that happen this year at all. We haven't, but if any week it's going to happen, this is a favorable one. I mean, the, the Patriots are allowing nearly 24 points per game, 23rd in the NFL. And that's the most points per game in a season in Bill Belichick's Patriots wow. tenure. Um, so if that if that holds through the regular season, like he's never allowed that many points per game in a, in a Belichick coach Patriots team. So this is a, a favorable week and especially coming off of a win and heading into the bye, you'd think if the Giants can stack back-to-back -back wins heading into the bye, go into that week off with that get-your-body-right kind of mentality, feeling on a high note, it's just going to be a good thing. I, I, I feel like I feel like we're riding too much of a high right now, y'all. Like we using what words like <laughs> we're using words. Party has a pooper. Yeah, bro. Party has a pooper. Hey, it's like that meme where I'm standing there in the corner, like I bet you, you know, they don't know. Like my hot take is going to be negative. Nah, but the, <laughs> mildew face on. I'm just saying we're using words. Like, we're using words like expectations and favorable matchups. We it this team can go down 10 nothing easily on Sunday that's what I want to see then I want to see 
are they still punching at the ball? Then I want to still see the same confidence in in, in a Tommy DeVito and all. Like we, I, I understand when we see this team when they're riding that high, but I want to make sure that this team still has that grit in them. They're still prepared and all for that grit because again, we're talking about Bill Belichick uh, run team. This thing can go either way. And I'm not trying to be the negative Nancy or anything, but it's still like, okay, let's all still say locked in, stay locked in at the task at hand. And let's get, you know, they got to get active, JC. Either way, they got to get active. Yeah. Yeah. I, look, at the end of the day, we haven't seen what we saw from the Giants last week all year. You know, mm -hmm. I think that that the, the Giants fans, they're, I think they're real fans. They're not like like the loyalist fans. When I say loyal, like they're going to show up no matter what, no matter how a team, they're not like that. They're real fans. They're going to cheer when you're good and they're going to boo you when you're bad. That's the Giants fans, clearly evident. That's just how the Giants fans are. They have something to finally cheer for. A coming off a win and would a team looked good. You know, a little, a little, little leaky on, on defense. Mm, but yeah, I'm clean a little something. Creating six turnovers kind of masked all of that. You know, and for me, nice little contour. They're stepping into the. They're stepping into uh, a Met life. I think with something to anticipate the expectations, yeah. Yeah. which were lower drastically ever since that Sunday night football game yeah. week one. Now the expectations are back. Back again. Stuff. I'm just saying because I had to do it myself. I was sitting here like, man, I think that I just gotta not expect too much from them. You know what I mean? Yep. We're trying to figure out excuses, but listen, the expectations are back. Yeah. And when you're a good team or when you play well, they have expectations. When you're not playing well and you're not a good team, you don't have expectations. So it's a good thing that finally that word is being used again because yeah. it hasn't been used in a while, guys. Well, and this is like oh, it's like a money tumor always says you're only as good as your last four games, right? You know, you're like four games away from being here or there or whatever and how quickly i mean you look at the minnesota vikings how quickly the tides turned for them yeah. when they put together that winning streak you know and right and you look at you know some other teams throughout the league that you can see you know the tides turning so yes getting a win like this with tommy devito with the way that this team has been dealing with injuries it's been favorable but if you stack some of these and you look at the matchups and you look at the schedule yes the giants haven't even faced the eagles yet they've got two matchups with the eagles in the last three weeks of the season it's going to be a tough stretch regardless but you still want to have a silver lining, especially on Thanksgiving week, Matt. I mean, we got to have things to be thankful for over here, right? A hundred percent. I mean, I, the biggest thing that I've noticed this week is just it's positive vibes. You can sense that there are some yeah. positive vibes mm -hmm. for the first time in a while. And I mean, we know how the season has gone up to this point. We know the record, it is what it is. But you still, as you guys mentioned, you still want to see the team put together some good performances, build some momentum you know, closing out this season, heading into next year. You want to see some of your younger players really start stepping up and show that they can be big parts of this team next season and stuff. So, I mean, between Tommy, DeVito, Saquon, like you just, you like the way the team played. You want to see them keep it going for another week, heading into the bye week. They come back after the bye, Monday night game again at home against the Green Bay Packers, which on paper is another game that is winnable, I'm not saying they're going to win, but it is a winnable game and, you know, pick up a win against new England, pick up a win against green Bay. All of a sudden you have a three game winning streak. And again, you just, you want to build on anything positive you can at this point of a season like this, man, what's the biggest thing you're, you're thankful for giants related go. 
I am thankful, honestly, to be a part of this organization. I mean, I grew up 10 minutes away from here, been going to Giants games my entire life and sort of a dream to be able to now work for the team. So I, I'm thankful for that every single day. Same, 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 same here. Yep. You know, it's such a great organization, yeah. such a class organization. Brandon, you and I came in together in 2016. Um, and it's just so much fun to be a part of and, yeah. you know, win, lose or draw. This Why are you telling my business like that, though? <laughs> Real ones, no. I like, Real ones, uh, no. <laughs> I, like, I like coming to this building. And it's so funny, like, I played with, I think, two of the players, Pew and Shepard. Mm -hmm. But I know, like, I know the other guys, like, hey, man, I, you know, just waving at them. But, like, I know everybody else in the building. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I know all the staff, all the people upstairs, all the people in the market, all the people in PR. I say hi to every, all the cleaning staff, of course, the trainers and everything. And they're so, they're so good people. Yeah. You know, there's so many great people here. Pearson being one of them. He just walked in. That's a guy, <laughs> you know, we've been pretty close the last podcast. two years, right? You Pearson know? giving us the wrap it up button. And for me, yeah, <laughs> very soon. For me, I'm definitely, I'm definitely thankful for having the opportunity to speak. I, every time I see Madeline, hey Miss Burke, I get excited and I always compliment her for Miss Burke like I'm a substitute teacher. <laughs> Not somebody's auntie out here. No. <laughs> but I compliment her for the job that she's done because I watched her come in and be young on the on this side of it. You were still playing when we got yeah, here. I, I was yeah. still playing and 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 now I watch her now and she she ran her own show and over there uh, yeah. at um. Uh, yeah, Amazon. Yeah. She ran her. She ran her own show over there. She throws us in. Like she does a phenomenal job, and I love working with her, with Paul, with you, with Matt. Like I love being here, and that's what I'm thankful for for the Giants to provide me with that. After I finish playing football, mm -hmm. you know, I've been retired five years, six years. Be I don't know, six years. Uh, been a minute. It's yeah. been a while, and for me to still be able to come in the building and not, I'm not part of the team, but I'm part of the organization. Yeah. And that is a huge thing for me. And we're part of this team. And I'm happy to be a part right. of this, this team, team right. this mm -hmm. squad and get to hang out with y'all every Thursday. And, you know, to do this and to be able to have just like this camaraderie and this group and this, you know, wonderful, supportive, great group of people. And, and even Pearson, even when he's looking at us going like this, time get in here. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Producer for all of you guys. There you go. <laughs> Thanksgiving from all of us to all of you. Brandon, what are you thankful for? The cafeteria staff, man, that food is yeah, a one, a one. I'm not even gonna lie. I hey, walk I out with to-go plates. I'll be like, hey man, you got me? They was like, oh JC, don't worry, I got you. I take care. You didn't know what that means. I don't. Is that bison? <laughs> <laughs> we may or may not have had a chicken parm hero for lunch today in honor of our starting quarterback. Oh, Ooh, I didn't know. I didn't check. The passing paisano. What did they go. do with the vodka sauce? That's the question. There's no vodka sauce. Not got, this time. I got one question. We got a couple minutes left. I got one question to ask or kind of propose to you guys. Mm -hmm. I expect Tommy DeVito to go out there. I don't think I expect him to do a, a three to zero type of performance, three touchdowns and no interception type of performance, maybe one or two. If he balls out and does something similar like he did last week, going into the bye week, who's the starting quarterback the following week? You ride with the high hand. Taylor comes you, you, ride, back. you ride with the high hand. You give it to Tommy DeVito, but exactly. only if, only if he's taking that. You can he can go two and one, but he has to take it. He has to take that step. You know, you have to see he has to the, put together uh, drives and look like a, yeah, yeah, a competent quarterback, right? Yeah. yeah. What about you, Matt? Yeah, I mean, I agree. This is a much tougher matchup against the Patriots defense than it was last week against Washington. If he goes out there and balls out again, I mean. 
he's going to give Dable something really to consider. Coaches said from the start, they're going to put the best players out there and continue to try to win games. He thinks that that is Tommy leading the offense, and that's going to be Tommy DeVito starting under center in week 14. But Tyrod beat the Commanders with Chase Young and Montez Sweat. I just throw that out there. What a great problem to have, though. What a great problem to have is is which of these talented quarterbacks are we going to start right there? That's what you want to see. That's the problem you want to have. And you can say, wow, it's funny. Funny how? Funny what kind of? No, sorry. That's Tommy DeVito. Good fellas. (laughs) On that note, we're going to call it because that is our episode for today. The Giants Hangout Podcast presented by Crestron, a proud partner of the New York football Giants. Giants Patriots, 1 p.m. Eastern at MetLife Stadium. You don't want to miss it. Come out. uh, Bring your ponchos if you're going to be coming because it might be raining on Sunday like slight chance of precipitation deep sigh indeed for jonathan casillas brandon london matt sidek i'm madeline burke have a happy thanksgiving everyone thanks so much happy for tuning thanksgiving in. guys happy thanksgiving